Hello and welcome to the ADHD Mum podcast. I'm here to make sure that you know you are not alone. This is a safe place where we can talk openly about our struggles with having ADHD, being a mum and dealing with life a little outside the box. We are real people with real stories who want to be able to laugh and strive to be better than what we were yesterday. On this show, you can expect to laugh, hear vulnerable discussions and learn why things are the way they are for mums with ADHD. No two humans are the same, no two diagnoses are the same, and no two stories are the same. We have a lot to learn and a whole lot to look forward to on this podcast. Today, we're going to be covering study and ADHD, which is an absolute minefield, and it is really common. If you think about it, a lot of us have had multiple career changes, or we've been too busy following a hyper-focus when everybody else did their degree. I'm really fortunate to have had the same hyper-focus over the last 20 years which is human behavior and psychology. So I've studied and worked in psychology for years. However, I have so much respect for mums who have discovered their passion a little bit later, and now they are studying around kids, running a house, babies not sleeping, working, and it's that extra juggle which requires brain power, which I can't even imagine. I think study only gets harder as you get older. I'm not going to make any comments about strategies or tools because I've never done it. So what I am going to do is I'm going to bring in Lucy, who is currently a 29-year-old mum with a FIFO husband. She's studying and she has three neurospicy children living here in the sunshine really well. As I declared, I have no idea about this subject, so I'm really excited to chat to you. I'd love to know what you are studying and being a mum. So currently I am enrolled in a Bachelor of Nursing Science and what I'm doing is I'm using this as my pathway to to transfer over to a Bachelor of Midwifery. So I think when I was six years old I said, you know, I said to my mum, mum, when I grow up I'm going to be a gynecologist. And she said, Lucy, do you mean a gynecologist? I said, but mum, you know, it's called a vagina, not a vagina. So why wouldn't it be pronounced that way? And fast forward, you know, I was 20 years old and having my first baby on my birthday. And I had the most insane, beautiful midwife ever. And she, first of all, saved my son's life. And second of all, just gave me the most beautiful birthing experience. And after that, I said to my mom, no, nah, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to be a midwife. It took me, obviously, it's now been nearly nine years so it's taken me this long. As I was going to say, although you've had three children. Yes. So, you know, it's taken a little bit of time to get yes. there. So, you know, I think that's um, pretty yeah. fair. So how far into the degree are you? What is that? How does it so work? So currently I am in my first year, first semester. I'm nearing the end of this semester. I've only taken on two subjects. I'm just doing a part-time workload, study load, because I just know that anymore is just going to overwhelm me. So it's about 10 to 12 hours per subject per week. So I'm doing two subjects and it's it's around, yeah, what's that, 20 to 24 hours a week. So Lucy, I would imagine if you were in such an intense lo- workload, if you had a sick child or something was to happen and you know, you've got a FIFO husband, he's not readily around, you were to get behind you really quickly. I would yeah, imagine. absolutely. The last couple of weeks have been difficult. We've had public holidays and I've got school-aged children. So on those public holidays, they can't go to school. And when you have three children home, I have no no hope of doing any study. So with those added days of, 
of having kids home. I just got behind and, you know, it, it happens really quickly, really, really quickly because uni doesn't really wait for anyone. They just go on uh, week by week with the content. So, yeah, definitely with kids and, and the demands of life and, like I said, husband being away, uh, yeah, you can fall behind really quickly. What about in terms of actually having to be on? Like you've actually got to remember stuff. You've actually got to do exams. A yep. lot of mums, we all say, oh, you know, we've lost a lot of brain power. We can't remember where we put our pen, our phone, our keys. You've actually got to remember anatomy. How does that go? Yeah, it's it's tough. Some stuff comes naturally to me. Like I'll be learning. Currently we're in bioscience. I'm learning about like pedigrees and about hereditary diseases and things like that. And my mind's on, it's just clicking. I'm answering every question. I'm helping other people answer questions. And for me, I'm like, wow, I, I know something. And then I look back to a few weeks ago when we were doing chemistry and I was sitting there completely baffled. I don't understand how uni works these days. Is ADHD something they can actually provide extra help with? Absolutely. And I have to say that I am so so grateful to USC. It's incredible their, you know, the services that they offer and the support that they offer. The other thing is though, you have to ask for it. No one's going to just give you this support and just go, oh, I can see that you have ADHD because clearly ADHD is not something that you can, it, it's not a disability or something that you can see straight away. So you need to ask for help and you need to follow up with those support services and USC is incredible at providing them and really helping students to get the best out of their learning experience. So I have been really, really grateful for, for the uni. Yeah. So what specifically do they do for you, if you might mind me asking? Yeah, no, don't mind at all. It's funny, ADHD people, sometimes one of our best and worst things is the oversharing. So it's something I never mind talking about. They do, you know, they have this support service. It's called accessibility and you go and you have an appointment with them. You talk about, you do require medical evidence as to what you're there for. And so I did need to have a form filled out by my GP just confirming, yep, I've got ADHD, I'm diagnosed, medicated, and that I will require these extra supports. And you go in and, and they're just so amazing because they talk to you about specifics for you it's not like okay well we know people with ADHD do this we'll just give you this they say to you what are you struggling with or what do you think you may struggle with and how can we help accommodate that how can we help you to succeed here at uni and so some of those things are because I can get overwhelmed in class I have basically a little leave of absence and if I need to leave the classroom because I am overwhelmed with sensory overload it's not questioned and it's not, you know, I'm not penalized for not being present in that specific class because with nursing, obviously there are practical things that you need to do and, and they do require your minutes or hours of prac. So there are lots of accommodations. There's also things like extra working time or break time during exams and a few other things and just really specific to each situation, which is probably the best thing about it. 
That's great because I was kind of expecting you were going to say they hand you out a leaflet about diet and exercise and getting off sleep. And, you know, there you go, Lucy, off you go. That was what I was expecting. It's incredible. The other thing that they actually did was give me a list of apps um, and direct links to those apps that would help me with time management, things that would like, you know, break down time or help you to schedule tasks and things like that. So they actually, you know, sent me the links to some of these resources as well as helping with the on-campus stuff or the exams or assessment item. So all the ADHD mums that I know, we love our apps, right? And we love our time management tools. I'm still struggling to find one that works for me. I do, you know, I, I try a few different things and I think the main ones that work for me right now are just my normal iPhone app. So I'm using my reminders, I'm using my calendar and I'm using my alarm on my phone for now. I'm still trying to find something else, another app that helps to coordinate all of those things together in one place. Yeah, I agree, which is why I was keen to know. So if anyone out there knows an app that can help Lucy and I, feel free to send it through. And I'll, yeah, please um, share. But yeah, I'm waiting for someone on this podcast to give me an app that's going to really be a game changer for me because I do the same as you, Gmail, Cal, Gcal, Alarms, that G, Task Just multiple things. Thing. Yeah. I try and do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it becomes overwhelming because there's too many and I have to update it constantly. And then and my husband checking says to so me, why are you always on your phone? But I'm actually checking things. I'm not scrolling. I'm yeah. literally trying to run my life because I can't remember anything. Um, so what would be the biggest challenge for you studying at the moment? 100% time management. So, you know, I do have courses on campus that I have to attend and as a person with ADHD, my time management skills are low. I think my four-year-old has better time management skills than I do. You know, I live 32 minutes from the uni and I have a 10 a.m. class. And yet I still think leaving at 9.45 is going to get me there on time. Like, I just struggle. I don't know my concept of time. Or it'll be 9 a.m. and I'll be like, okay, I just need to shower eat breakfast, get all my uni stuff together, get fuel on the way to uni and get a park and walk to my class. Yeah, sure, I can do that in 35 minutes or whatever. Like I just don't have that. So I love that. So back to the they're arriving on time because I find that fascinating. So yeah. let's just say if it takes you 32 minutes and I would imagine you should probably be leaving at 9.40, sorry, 9.15. Yeah, for a ten hour class. If you Absolutely. had a nine, if you had a nine fifteen alarm that said Lucy leave the house, would you ignore the alarm and go? The alarm's stupid. So I just snooze it, and I keep going, and I keep doing what I'm doing. Whether that is sometimes I'll be like, oh, but I just need to put this load of washing in the dryer, and I'll go in and I'll snooze the alarm, and I'll go in and I'll put the washing in the dryer, and then while I'm in the garage in the at the dryer, I'll be like, oh, but this bin just needs to be emptied. And it just spirals from there until that alarm goes off again. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I was meant to be getting in the car and going. Uh, so each job takes like, let's say, a minute or a minute and yeah. a half. But you actually do eight of them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, that sounds exactly it's like the me. distractions. I totally 
it is the distractions. And I find that if I, if I don't go when that alarm says go, then I am late. What about if you weren't a mum, right? Yeah. And you didn't have any kids and you didn't have as much to do. Would you still walk around distracted or is it because you've got so much on you? Like, I've just got to do stuff now while I'm child-free. Honestly, it, it's because of the kids. Like, not because of them, but because I know when they are home, I'm not going to be able to do certain jobs. There's certain things that I can't do when they're home because they interrupt or it's in a, a place where I don't really want the kids out the front while I'm trying to weed a garden and there's cars on the road or whatever. So I do find that when they are at school and I'm meant to be in kindy and I'm meant to be going to uni, it's that I get really torn between, but the kids aren't here. I could do these things uninterrupted when I, yeah, when I know that once they're home, I won't be able to do them. So I do think having three children has added in that layer of complexity where it's, my house is overwhelming. I have children, I have two dogs, there's stuff everywhere. Yeah, I hear you because sometimes I do that where I try and have, you know, the dishes or the breakfast stuff all put away. If the day is crazy and often that happens and then I pick up all the kids, now I've got all three with me at home and I'm looking around at the breakfast stuff that's still there. And I know I'd only say that on a podcast with ADHD mums because I'm sure there's other people that would be like, what do you mean? When you have a team of children that are actively working mm -hmm. against you, it's very difficult to do even the simplest things. Absolutely. And so often if I get home at like four o'clock, I look around and think, what was I thinking not doing this earlier? Yeah. And I think that's that temptation where I think I'll probably be late too because I'll be thinking if I could just run around and do a few things. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be better later. That's right. I'm with you. I think you should get there late. Look at me. Totally enabling you to be late. Lucy, one of the other things that we could possibly have a chat about is the fact that you're a mature age student, which is hilarious because you're only 29. Yep. But I was wondering if being a mature age student and having other people around you that are a lot younger. Yeah, being a mature age student. I mean, I got an email the other day about a mature age student workshop or something. And I was like, I'm not even 29. So... I think it should be like non-school leavers because it does make me feel a bit like a dinosaur. But there are some really stark differences, I think, in both of my courses, you know, looking at both of them on campus. The people who are there because they've decided this is their passion, their career, goal, and then the difference between there are the younger people there. And I think for them, maybe uni is a lifestyle or it is a, it's more social and it's more fun. But I found myself in one of my courses the other day saying across the, we're in a lab and there's just these huge long tables of students either side. And there's these girls and they're fresh out of school last year and they're lovely. They are so kind and they're beautiful. But I had to say to them, hey guys, please stop talking. Like I can't listen to the tutor at the front and she's trying to tell us this information and because of my ADHD all I can hear is their conversation beside across the table I can hear the person over here who is rubbing something out on their paper and I'm just trying to focus on this one thing so I, ha I had to say to them 
please stop talking. I can't focus and it's, you know, it's affecting me. But I was so overwhelmed in the moment that I could feel myself, you know, sweating and, and I could feel that I was getting hot. That um, makes me think I was doing my year 12 exams and really into it. And I remember just before it thinking, if there's anyone sniffing around me, I'm going to mm-hmm. lose it. Because yeah. I grew up in Tassie and it was always really cold and it was winter mid-year exams. And there was always someone with a really like sniffy nose and then they wouldn't have a tissue and it was always a guy. Yeah. And I remember thinking, if there's anyone sniffing or like like beating their pen against a desk, I'm going to blow up inside. And it's like the only thing you can yeah, hear. Yeah, absolutely. It's incredible how that you happens. You just zone in on this, you know, this noise, whatever it may be. And then it becomes, you can't hear anything else. I just, I may as well have been deaf at that point because there was no information coming, coming at me or, or going in my ear. Yeah, it was, it was really hard. And, and also though, you know, I had to be vulnerable in that time and say to them, like afterwards I said, like I have ADHD. I'm not just, you know, I'm not being a bitch here. I love a chat, obviously love a chat, but during this time where I'm meant to be focusing on, on bioscience, I really, it's, it's hard for me to, for you guys to be sitting there having a chat about your weekend when this is what we need to be listening to. And yeah, I had to be vulnerable and say, I do have ADHD to these complete strangers. And I think they thought I was a bit crazy and I felt old again. That would have been really brave. I think the other thing I can imagine is that those girls would have had like 10, 20, 40 more hours in their week. So they're probably like, I'm having a great chat because it doesn't matter. And I'll just reread this chapter later. Whereas you're like, this is my only time that I'm going to get to hear this. Oh yeah, totally. Because, you know, after class or before class, we talk within our cohort and, and I know some of them, they do have jobs and they do study and the thing that these girls don't understand or these people in general, they don't understand that they go to work, they come home from work, they go to work, they go to study, they come home and they would have, you know, this other time in their day because they're 18 years old. All of their time is pretty much their own when they're not at work or study. And that is it. A huge challenge for me and a struggle for me is that most of the time I finish uni, I race home so that I can pick up my children from school. I get home. All I'm doing is kids, 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 kids until I am cooking dinner and bathing children and putting them to bed. And there is no time there for me to then go back over that content And before I know it, it's bedtime for myself. And if I don't learn it in class when I'm present in that room. Oh, I totally agree. And I think that's similar to work as well. I work with a lot of men and they just have no idea what being a mum to small children is like. You know, they call me at nine o'clock and I remember once I was a bit short. So isn't it a bit early to be angry? I was like, well, you don't know what I've I don't want to swear. You don't want to know what I've been doing for the last five, six hours and it's only 9 a.m. Yeah. So I think I've already run a marathon and I'm a little short. I say that like that people say to me, oh, but once you've got your kids off to school and kindy, then you've got all day. And I say to them, you don't understand what happens in the hours before dropping them off. You don't understand the um, like 
immense amount of energy and brain power that I exert between the hours of 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. to get three children, two of which are diagnosed with ADHD, ready to go to school, get myself ready, and then get those people off to where they need to be all before 9 a.m. And I sometimes think it's almost a full-time job before 9 a.m. to get everyone organized. And yeah, people who don't have children, I don't know if they really understand that effort that's required. And that's why I have so much respect for people that study because I'm so mentally drained by that point. Whereas what you're doing and using huge amounts of brain power, right? Right throughout the day, backing it up with pickup, which is no walk in the park. I find pickup incredibly difficult. Yeah. All three of my kids physically fight in the back seat the whole way. It's so draining. Back that up with bedtime yeah. and then you've got zero time to yourself. You actually have to use your brain again the next day. You've got multiple wake-ups. I mean, that to me is bloody difficult. I couldn't do that. Yeah, I actually had a conversation a friend's husband, I was speaking to them saying, oh, well, I better go. I've got to go catch up on three weeks of uni. And he was like, oh, well, why don't you just go do it? And I was like, yeah. And then I said, oh, I just don't get much time during the week. And he said, oh, well, your kids go to bed, don't they? And it was just really obvious to me that people don't understand. First of all, it takes me some nights, two and a half hours to put one of my children to bed because he is hyperactive. ADHD and that takes energy and the other thing is by the time I put all of them to bed and I've done the dishes and I've made the lunches for the next day and whatever I've exerted every every bit of brain power I have and I have nothing left to give except for to flop into my bed and hope that it's only two wake-ups from my children in the night I don't have that brain power to sit up every night after I've put them to bed to study. And it, it was just really obvious to me that people just don't understand or value, firstly, what mums do in general, like the amount that we do for our kids and how much that takes. And secondly, just such a low understanding of ADHD uh, in general. So yeah, it was a bit eye-opening and a little bit like, some people just do not get it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think um, even my daughter, she's doing this thing at the moment. She wants me to do this maths game with her everywhere. And I hate maths. I'm terrible at it. And she loves it. And she talks all day. She's ADHD. She's all day. She doesn't draw a breath. Yeah. She just talks the whole time. And that's beautiful and lovely until you get to the end of the day and you've had enough. And yeah. at the moment, I go to have a shower. And it doesn't matter how much I try and sneak off, she will follow me in there and she will want me to ask her maths problems, mm. which sounds easy enough, except I have to actually add it up yeah. and do takeaways and she wants to make it harder, but it has to be not too hard so she can get it, but then not too easy. Yeah. I was just going to say, I find having a shower is a really therapeutic process for me because I get in and I just don't have to think really. Like it's quite a, that's it. You just, what you're doing and you just do it, you just have a shower and it's meant to be not a maths lesson. So (laughs) I fully understand how you would be just exhausted by that. 
it's be similar to someone saying, well, why don't you just do your chemistry at night time? Surely mm. you've got between 8.30 and 10.30. That would be the last thing I would be able to do. Yeah. I just think there's not a lot of extra time because if you take out the weekends, right, Yeah. then what other time do you have? And I would imagine on a Monday morning, if you had people there eating going, how was your weekend? Because I'd hate that question yeah. because it's really difficult to answer positively a lot of the time. Yeah, sometimes it is really difficult to be yeah, positive about the weekend that you've just struggled through while you're trying to, I'll be trying to study because I've got something to do and I'll be trying to do this and I'm trying to look after three kids and I'm also, we have team sports. Yay, team sports. All these things and people are like, oh, how was your weekend? And I just think, yeah, it was pretty fucked to be honest but yeah it was great you know and and it is kind of that having to be really positive all the time and it it can sometimes be really like what's it called toxic positivity where where everyone just wants you to answer I hear you sometimes I lie just to make the conversation end yeah you know like I don't want to say was it great because then I hate to say it but then they'll ask why and then you have to explain why and so sometimes, especially if they don't have kids, if it's a mum, I'm usually pretty honest. Like yeah. by the time we got through seven games of rugby on Saturday, I was pretty buggered yeah. in the day. Um, but if it's not someone with kids, I usually go, oh, yeah, it was great. Really, Yeah, enjoyed um, the weekend with my beautiful gonna, family. Enjoyed it. I just loved it. I loved every yeah. minute of it. And I think yeah. for us, we've just come off the back of the paper Easter and public holidays too. So, yeah. You know, and Mother's Day, don't you love it? You know, I feel like I'm doing daycare Mother's Day, I'm doing school Mother's Day, and I'm like, all of this is coming out of the time that I thought I had between 9 a.m. and 11. I can only fantasize about being at uni, living at home with my parents again, because that was sweet. Let me tell you that. That is, I think that's something I say to these girls, like, enjoy it and, and, and get in and get your degree done while you are at home and while you are being supported and you don't have three children. And I do say to them, like, learn from this because this face, these bags under these eyes, this is three kids and a uni degree. So do it now, get in and give it all you've got now uh, while you can focus on this 100%. So, yeah. Oh, totally. And they'd see you, like, fly in late, mum rage, try to get people out of the way, run to your class. I'd be looking at it like, oh, man, she's crazy. I don't want to be her. I actually had a girl in in one of my courses yesterday and she's so sweet and she's, you know, so beautiful. And she said to me, Lucy, how are you managing all of this? Because I know you have children. I've heard you say your husband's away. How are you managing all of this? Because I don't even have kids. I don't have a husband. She goes, how are you doing it? I can't do it. How are you? And I was just like, fake it till you make it. I I turn up and I try and I when I can, I can. And when I can't, I just go, oh, whatever. But just, I'm just doing it just every day, day by day, fake it as it is and get it done. So, you know, I think you've really had that one step at a time, one day at a time attitude the whole way, which is so much more positive than I can't do this for another four years or six years or whatever it is. I can't function. I can't do this. It's that self-talk that's so important. Congratulations and well done. I've absolutely loved having you on the show. Thank you so much for your openness and your honesty. It's been a real joy to have you. Thank you so much.